Hello there, listener. I would like to welcome all of our first-time listeners. And for those of you who are joining us again, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. How does it feel to have my voice injected directly into your ear holes once more? I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. I hope you're curled up in a nice warm place somewhere, or maybe, maybe, maybe sprawled out with a nice vista. That sounds nice. Yeah. We're in the middle of New York. It's all steel and concrete and right. snow. People rushing back and forth. Busy people everywhere. Yes, so many people, so many different stories. So many fan fictions. And that's what we're here to do. Talk about fan fiction. My name's Alex. And I'm Ryan. And this is Suck My Fanfic. Thank you once again for joining us. Today we have a somewhat special episode for you, I'd like to think. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a little bit of a shtick. Yeah. The typical listener might not be able to tell because Mm -hmm. we're usually fun and outgoing guys. Absolutely. However... Unless, you know, I'm not on the podcast, in which case I'm very reserved. And I terrified all the time. Terrified of social situations. Absolutely. absolutely. For those of you who are curious, we're doing a Rick and Morty podcast this week, very exciting. which I'm very excited about. And in honor of Rick and Morty, in honor of Rick and Justin Roiland, and Justin Roiland, who, fun fact, if you didn't know this. Whenever he records the voice for Rick, he is drunk. Mm-hmm. We are drunk. We're, we're drinking. We're drinking. We're, we're drinking. drunk. Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't say we're drunk, but no. we're drinking. Yeah. yeah. There's a stigma about, oh, I, I have a high tolerance. You know, everyone wants to have a high tolerance. I feel like, you know, financially speaking, I'd rather have a low tolerance. Exactly. That's just stupid to have a high tolerance. Yeah. Why is that something to brag is about? Is your pride more important than your wallet? That's what I want to know. No. Not mine. Nope. No. Capitalist society has trained me to say no. No. They're tied together pretty much. They're the same exact thing at this point. So, yeah. So, um, so I, I picked out the fanfic for this week, and it's a little interesting. It's um, written as a script. It's written as a script that you would submit if you were trying to make a television show. And it show. was submitted to Justin Roiland, correct? I like to think so. I haven't confirmed. Okay, you don't know 100% for a fact. confirmed. If but, we had um, to guess, Justin Roiland has read this. He's read it. He's gone over it with his people, and he's probably stolen from you it. You guys are the same as Justin Roiland right now. Congratulations. Um, we're not, though. We're above you. Yeah, we're uh, We're, we're presenting you with it. We're omniscient. Um, <laughs> so... Um, we don't we don't really have an intro um, for this week, so we kind of want to talk about because there's a lot of things to talk about with yeah the, with Rick and Morty. There's a lot. Yeah, with a sp- specifically with their um, their fandom, everything. And I can share, you know, when I was looking for yeah. for the story on you know archive of our own fanfiction.com, Wattpad, I was just bombarded with a lot of Rick and Morty pairings. Really, that sexual, is sexual. Com- a lot of comfort as well. So if, even if they weren't um, sexual, it was a lot of comfort between the two. And we talked about that, how that's kind of an idea. Yeah. Something bad happens and then one character tries to make, you know, make the other feel better. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of that. So, and, and, and the relationship between Rick and Morty is kind of central to the show. Yes. Right? I, um, I just didn't expect that to be the majority of, of uh, fan fiction. So do you know how Rick and Morty originated? 
like how it came to be. They're supposed to be uh, Doc Brown and Marty McFly. Yeah, yeah. So from Back to the Future. So I personally personally believe that although it says created by Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland, it's Justin Roiland's show. He does both of the voices. He created it. It's Justin Roiland's. Yeah, much, much like our dynamic, you know, Justin Roiland. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to say it, but. Uh, Oh well, this is a bad. This isn't really our dynamic because we both come up with it and we let the the authors run wild. Yeah. But Justin Roiland is kind of like the authors of the fanfic. Yes. It's up to them to create the energy. Yeah. And then Dan Harmon, us, kind of give it a structure. Yeah. Rein it in and, and make an audience. It, make it palatable yeah. for for people. So Dan Harmon, who is also the creator of Community, which is a great show, fantastic show. Yeah. He had this really neat thing on TV for a while where they would actually present short animated uh, videos in line with each other. And it was fun. You it was a show? Different... It was a show, what yeah. What channel? Oh. Like, like Cartoon Network or something? I don't think it was Cartoon Network. Adult I think Swim? It was probably one of the... Comedy the Central? Weird. No, I don't think it was a network. I think it was one of those like... You know, you pay extra five dollars a month, and you get like channel one hundred and thirty or something like that. Something right. weird. I can't remember what channel it was on. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Um, anytime I lack knowledge, I'm just going to cite the fact that we've been drinking. Yeah, that's a safe. That's yeah. safe. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. We should drink more often. Yeah, we so ever I know always anything, have an excuse. You can fall back on it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good thing to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Your dependency on alcohol is a good thing to fall yeah, back on. I'd be just like my grandpa. It'd be nice. It'd be really nice. Anyways, he had a TV show, and Justin Roiland premiered this idea with... He, he, he released a bunch, and he actually had one show before Rick and Morty. I believe it was called Dog World? Is that right? Dog um, World? I know he, he did have something else where he had a bunch of Bill Cosby's living in a house together. <laughs> no, that's different. That's a different one. He, so he had two shows, but he had one that almost... I think it was on Fox. It almost, almost, almost got produced. And I think it was called Dog World. Mm-hmm. And it was basically dogs in the place of people and people in the place of dogs. If you watch the episode with Snowball, which I believe is season one, episode two, when they go and have their own world, he has said that Dog World is based in that world. Huh. That's that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So he had Dog World first. So Dog World was never never premiered, right? No. But if you go online, you can find like the the, the concept art. So so Dog World's kind of like a, a fan fiction that he yeah, created. Well, I would like say an it's un- more like a, a sequel or a spinoff to Rick and Morty. A spiritual successor, a spiritual yes, inspirer. Yeah, sure. Uh, I guess Rick and Morty would be a spiritual successor of Dog yeah, World. Yeah, so spiritual but... kind of ancestor. Yeah. Sure. That's nice yeah. we're getting very nice here mm-hmm. smooth anywho he created dog world it didn't go anywhere it almost did mm-hmm. and so he he did this one short with doc and marty from back to the future which is perhaps my favorite movie series and it i don't know if you've seen the original video that he did with the two mm-hmm. have you it yeah. is horrific, yeah. and I think Marty ends up sucking on his nuts. Yeah, they're like kind of yeah. yeah. This is a, a sexual relationship. It's very thing. sexual. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that you stumbled upon that isn't surprising. Yeah, it's I mean, pretty. There's common, some honestly. over. There's some overtones of it. Yeah, buried deep inside of it. Um, yeah, yeah. And just kind of my experience with Rick and Morty is I, you know, I kind of was late coming to it. I probably started really? watching around uh, halfway through the second season. And I, uh, I used to, I just would watch it drunk, and I loved it. You know, nice. I thought it was great, it was hilarious. Um, 
really witty, which I'm into. Yeah. Um, but the, the the issue I have with it is with the fandom. Yeah. Is with the uh, the kind of Richard and Mortensen are another type of humor, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you kind of do you want to explain the tone is kind of a yeah a superiority complex yeah. around. Yeah. So Rick and Morty deals with a lot of. Um, it's science fiction. It's science fiction, but at the same time, they do deal with philosophy. Yeah. And they do deal with other dimensions. Um, speaking of the PewDiePie episode that we did, it was so funny that the day that we were released it, PewDiePie released a video with Elon Musk and Justin Roiland. Might have been the day after. That's, you know, this is all part of our expanded universe. Exactly. Yeah, yeah we have a Suck My Fanfic expanded universe, mm-hmm. which thankfully can cover every franchise ever oh anyway we're lucky (laughs) we're very lucky there yes and so justin roiland does do a lot of science-y based things he's very clever Mm -hmm. uh he's like the intellectual comedian for normies that's probably the best way to put it okay so for like the normal average everyday person it might take a couple more steps to follow Rick and Morty and enjoy it. Right. Which is totally fine. And there's layers. I, th- I think, yeah. I mean, with everything, there's like, yeah. there's a base layer at which you can enjoy things. There's yeah. a deeper layer if you choose to spend time and energy diving into yeah, it. if you like it that much. Yeah. And if that uncovers new nuggets for you, that's awesome. Yeah, of course. But if you can also enjoy it just at face value, that's perfect. That's yeah. great, you know? And it's not like, you know, two and a half men. There's nothing more to that show. That's just surface level. Than the surface level. Mm-hmm. Rick and Morty, if you rewatch it, you can catch something every time. And I think that's that's fun. That's interesting. Yes. And it's a good business model too. It is, it really is. Yeah. And it promotes watching multiple times. Mm-hmm. So their fan base there's that meme, I can't remember what it is, but just about how intelligent the show is. Yeah. Now you have to have a lo- level of intellect to follow it. Yeah, you can't even watch it or discuss yeah, it or unless enjoy you're it. you know, a tenth level intellect or some something stupid like that. Who cares? And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the the most annoying thing to me with the fan base was the Szechuan sauce. Oh, Remember that? So you're talking about um, season three, episode one of Rick and Morty. There was, um, there was a plot line involving Szechuan sauce, which is a discontinued sauce from McDonald's yeah. to promote Mulan in the 90s. Mulan 1. Mulan 1. Yeah. And um, it's just teriyaki sauce from what I've heard. Right. And uh, it, it kind of... It, it was it was like a the Deus Ex Machina of the episode, and yeah, the fans kind of took it as you know this is a this is something that we need. end all be end all. all be all. If I don't get this, Justin Roiland will never notice me, senpai. Right, and McDonald's um, obviously capitalizing on that opportunity. Of course, why why not? It's a slam dunk. Yeah, they bring it back, and then you know chaos ensues. Well, they have the one day where they release it. It's a limited release. Uh-huh. Only some McDonald's have it, mm-hmm. and there's only a certain amount that they can release per store right and that didn't work yeah, it riots. sold out immediately and they were also doing it in conjunction with the uh, uh. unveiling of their chicken tenders so their whole thing is like oh we need to compete with Chick-fil-A Burger King Burger King's got some good chicken Burger King chicken fries are some of the best things on the planet. Thank you, Burger King chicken fries, for Thank sponsoring. You. Not this podcast financially, but in terms of sustenance and yes. nutrition, lack thereof, is definitely done. I'm going to do a quick little aside Please do. between you and me. Please do. When I was a younger man, 
When I, I was a young, a young boy, boy, my father brought me to the Taco Bell. Okay. And I used to sustain myself from Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. And I saw this Facebook post that said, all y'all sleeping on Taco Bell now that you got that Chipotle money, but you're never going to remember who uh, helped you through the tough times. Yeah. And I think about that a lot. Interesting. Because Taco Bell did help me through the tough times. Mm-hmm. And it was there for you. They were. Security blanket. Yep. You, you can go to Taco Bell right now in New York City, which is so expensive to live in. So expensive. Go to a Taco Bell cantina for $5. You get a drink. You get a chalupa. You get a taco. And you get a burrito. Taco, that's corporate sponsorship. Right How do there. you fight that? Mm-hmm. You can't beat that, dude. That's responsibility. That's everything. That's a drink. That's everything. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not the South. They don't have Dr. Pepper, which hurts my soul. I can drink a Pepsi, though. So all that food and a Pepsi for $5? Are you kidding me? Really? That's not the best deal ever? <laughs> I could tell you feel very strong about Taco I do. Bell. I okay. do. Anyways, anyways. So McDonald's, they had their Szechuan sauce. Absolutely. It was released for one day, mm-hmm. limited release. Success slash failure. Mm-hmm. Success because they sold out of all of it. Failure because a lot of customers did not get the chance to get it. Mm-hmm. So they did a wider release. It went okay. About as well as you'd expect. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, there's videos online of, like, people legitimately jumping on top of counters yelling, I'm Pickle Rick. I want my Szechuan sauce. Pickle Rick is a reference to another episode of Rick and Morty. Yeah. And uh, it's just heinous. It's not good. And it makes people who are passive Rick and Morty fans not want to watch the show. Yeah, it kind of of pushes people away. It does. Um, It alienates the average Rick and Morty fan. Sure. And I would probably describe myself that way. As an average Rick and Morty fan? Well, okay, so here's what it is. My senior year in high school, Rick and Morty premieres. You were an early adopter. Actually, it might have been before that. Anyways, I end... I'm going to sound like a hipster here. I was watching it before it blew up. So I was a frequent viewer of Adult Swim. It used to be my own personal time at night before I went to bed to watch the two episodes of American Dad on Adult Swim okay. and go to bed. As soon as Aqua Teen Hunger Force comes on, I've turned it off Actually, sleep. it was at 10 o'clock was American Dad, 11 o'clock was two episodes of Family Guy, and then Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Actually, before that was Rick and... Um, Robot Chicken at 12, and then 12.30 was Aqua Teen Hunger Force. There you go, folks. You know this is true. He's got the the schedule down pat. I've got it down pat, my friends. So I would watch a lot of Adult Swim, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't an adult. How salacious. Oh, you were swimming yeah. with the adults. Oh, and boy. I think it was, what, Thursday nights, Friday nights, Rick and Morty would premiere at the beginning. might have been Saturday nights, but it was around the weekend. And I was just... You know, I watched China, Illinois, which is one of their shows, which isn't very good. Watched a couple of, of their other shows, which weren't very good, right. admittedly. But you found Rick and Morty. I found Rick and Morty, and, and I loved it. You enjoyed it, yeah. I fell in love with it immediately. Season one, I think, is perfect. Okay. I think it's so good. And I went to school, and I was telling everybody in my acting class, yes, I was a thespian. I was the vice president, in fact. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I'm Ooh. not going to play politics here. Ooh. So, but um, you you enjoy you recommend it to friends. Yes, and- I recommend it to all my friends by well, by hitting them with the joke. Where are my testicles, Summer? That's from you've uh, taken them from me. Uh, the second episode. Second episode of season one. one. And how do they respond? Uh, at first, 
so annoyed with me. Pretty lukewarm. Pretty lukewarm. Alex, stop making that joke. A couple months later, come summer after my junior year, it was junior year when it premiered. Come summer after my junior year, a lot of my friends who were seniors had graduated. We had decided to hang out over the summer. My friends were like, Alex, I hate to admit it. I watched Rick and Morty. And I loved it. And as much as I dislike you, as much as I dislike you, don't want to admit that you're right. It was great. It was enjoyable. And I said, thank you. And so I always had an affinity for Rick and Morty. You kind of got this chip on your shoulder. I did. You're the first person to find it. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally a normal feeling. I'm such a contrarian. When it blows up, I'm like, guys, calm down. It's Mm -hmm. a great show. It's not that great. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think any show's that great. Maybe the original uh, Justice League animated show from about 2001. Okay, well, aside from that, that's kind of the thesis of our show, right? Is that the people who are making it are just like you and me and the the listener right now. Yes. They're They're just people. Yes. And their ideas are just as... Valid. Valid material as our own ideas are. Exactly. Yeah. We're drawing from the same human experience. The well. Same well. And it's okay to be happy with it. It's okay to like it. But to, like, jump on counters at McDonald's and say you are Pickle Rick, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't like anything that yeah, much. It's a, it's a bit I don't strong. like myself that much. <laughs> why would I like why would I like this show that I'm much? Alex. I wouldn't want to admit that, yeah. really, no, in public. you know. Um, my, my issue, I think, with the fan base is, is that it kind of runs antithetical to our concept as a, as a show. Yeah. That it's... It's not accessible to everybody. No. It's not for you if you don't get if you don't meet these yeah. criteria, you don't qualify. Yeah. And it's very exclusionary. Yes. Which I think is the is the opposite of kind of what we're about yeah. here. Anyone can be for anything. I yeah. think that's what we've been trying to say. And another thing, just a personal note. Rick and Morty is very existentialist. Sure. I'm not typically a fan of existentialism mm-hmm. on the whole. Yeah. And so I feel like if you're really into Rick and Morty, you really start to waver into this territory of existentialism. Yeah, sure. And I, I can laugh at it. I can laugh at, laugh at the fact that some things in life have no meaning, which yeah. I'll absolutely admit. Some things have no meaning. Okay. But I feel like if you live your life that way, you just become Rick. You become numb. Yeah, you become numb. And But I think the show does a decent job. Um with balancing that kind of nihilism of mm-hmm. Rick, who is um, he's the older character, he's the scientist, yeah. with um, a little bit more humanity of the other characters. So they may not be as. They I, may would, be, I would say other characters, excluding Morty. Because there's that Morty. one scene where he says the thing to Summer when she's talking about the Rick and Morty that are buried dead in the back. Sure, sure, sure. Where, she, where he's like, life is meaningless, we live, we die, and that's it. Right. And that's. Existential. That's pretty nihilist. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Morty is essentially the viewer. He's kind of being. A, I can see that. He's being persuaded yeah. by Rick and, on one and hand. If Rick's the one taking him on the adventures, mm-hmm. Rick's the one taking us on the adventures. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And we're viewing all these worlds. I through, see what you're saying. Through new eyes, as um, as Morty does. Um, but yeah, I just think um, it does a good job balancing. Yep, those two sides making a case that you know, which is kind of the opposite of how the fans take it, is that you know, there's Rick. You know, he's very intellectual, mm-hmm. he's very nihilist. You know, whatever he says, you know, while technically true, may not be the best way to live your life. You have all no. these people who are intellectually and, inferior who yeah. 
live happier lives. Yeah, look at Jerry. Jerry's considered the the basic, plainest, un like the bottom of the, the totem bottom pole. of the totem pole. But Jerry is so happy. And there's that one episode in season one where Jerry has the best day ever with mm-hmm. the milk ad, and he did nothing. And you feel so bad. Apples. For him. It was apples. It was apples. Okay, it was for yeah. apples. But then you you look at Rick, and he's the smartest person in the show. Constantly and he's unhappy. Not happy. Exactly. He's so unhappy, and I I feel like. I feel like especially with nowadays, with the internet and with the way that the culture is going. Oh, boy. Here we go. Ooh, here we go. Everyone, about to you better listen up. Listen up, friends. Getting close. I'm going to whisper. With the way that the internet is, I feel like not only is our preset mode to nihilism, especially being a Gen Zer, a millennial, Things don't look great for us. You know, there are all these reports that come out that say, like, we're never going to own houses. Millennials will never own gold. But they will eat avocado, avocado toast, toast and ass. And that's all you need. That's all you need. Avocado toast and ass. If you could have avocado ass, that's it. You're peak millennial. Congratulations. Like, I can't think of anything better as a Gen Zer. I'm a Gen Zer. I don't know about you. You know, the cutoff is 1995. That's me. So I'm right in there. There you go. You're right in there. Right so. In there. I'm a Gen Zer. You're a millennial. Yeah, my time has passed. There you, you're no, a millennial. I'm Sorry, an old friend. hat at this point. You like avocado toast and ass. Mm-hmm. I like memes. Mm-hmm. Anyways, with how nihilistic we are, yep. I feel like there is this uh, drive for intellectualism, especially since a lot of people now are like pushing against academia. They're trying to find intellectual thought. Through their own stimu- self-determinants. Yeah, yeah, intellectual stimulation from outside sources on the internet. So like okay. Joe Rogan, where a lot of people watch... Yeah, I've seen a meme where it's like... You know the one where it shows the expanding brain? Yeah, yeah. The yeah different, there's three levels and it's yeah. a basic thought, a neutral thought. And, yeah. then the, and the, the final one was fully like listening in, to Joe Rogan. Fully enlightened, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're really pushing back <clears throat> against... Uh, yeah, standard intellectualism and so I feel like with Rick and Morty there's this degree of like well I'm smart because I'm nihilistic and I laugh at the jokes and I don't I know for a fact I'm not the smartest guy in the world I don't think I'm that smart inherently I mean mm-hmm. maybe perhaps academically probably but I don't think that's the best measure not, not in the world but I think I'm like you know yeah, uh, academically sure. pretty good yeah sure Anywho, uh, but to, to see these, like, I don't want to say, like, fake academics, but these people who think that laughing at Rick and Morty make you a genius, it's just not right. You know what I mean? Right. You're not a genius. It's for us. It's for the people. It's for... Well, it's not only that. It's just, like, there's more to, there's more stuff involved, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's more to life than arguing over a cartoon. Yeah. I think everyone can understand that uh, when when we tend to drink, get a little philosophic. So as we wax poetic, yeah. I beg your forgiveness. Yes. And again, we are drinking. We are drinking. We are drinking. Heavily. <laughs> um, Before we started, we had two pretty stout drinks. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to keep... Keep the ride going. Trying to keep the ball rolling. Keep the ball rolling with two pretty light drinks. Trying to keep the ball, Justin Roiland. Um, So now I want to introduce the, um, again, as I mentioned at the top of the show, this is written as a script, as you would submit a script to to Hollywood. Um, The the name of the episode, uh, Rick and Marty, is 
The Will to Showbiz. Which is contrary to the typical Rick and Morty episode episode. Or episode title. Yeah, most of them are um, like a movie name yeah. with Rick's name. For example, the one with snowballs, a.k.a. Where My Testicles Summer, is called Lawnmower Rick. Random insertion of Rick. Based off of a Stephen King novel, my friend. Oh, the lawnmower with the lawnmower is... Lawnmower Man. But the movie is nothing to do with the book. It Actually, just has the same name. I did read that short story. That's excellent. Congrats. I would recommend that someone goes out and um, and reads that. Um, yep. So so what we're going to do is, is um, we're going to read it. Uh, straight through yeah. as as kind of like a, a teleplay as kind yeah. of like a radio podcast I deal. will be portraying the part of Mortensen Alex will be Morty Smith I'm gonna do uh, wait, wait, whoa the last name is Smith I'm sorry Sanchez oh no oh, Jerry Jerry Smith Jerry married Beth Sanchez and became Smith yeah Richard Sanchez so it's Morty Smith Summer Smith yep Rick Sanchez exactly so you are um, uh, Alex will be Morty Smith. Like I will Dirty be. Sanchez. <laughs> I'm sure Justin Roiland probably thought that probably. was funny when he came up with it. And I'll be playing Rick. Um, we'll do our best for the voices. Please excuse us. I personally think we're pretty good at the voices, but, you know, excuse us for that. Full disclosure, we might have been recording another podcast before this, and we're pretty stoked on voices at the moment. We're fired up. Yeah, um, we're pretty fired up. Uh Alex will also be playing uh, the voice of Summer, and then if any other voices come up, we will decide them. We will decide them on the fly. So that being said, do you have anything else you want to say about uh, Rick and Morty at large? I'll be reading the, yeah. the stage directions and the, and everything and all the the settings and things like that. Sorry for throwing a beer bottle into a bag of other beer bottles. I think that crack of the beer is all that needs to be said. So let's. <laughs> Let's let's go ahead and uh, let's let's just get it. Let's get it. Let's just get it. Skeet tit. Real quick before we start, did you know that Justin Roiland almost didn't voice either character? I did not know that. Yes. Originally, he had to audition to <laughs> be he? Mr. Mortensen. Mm-hmm. Morty. And he, Morty, and he got the part. And then they wanted him to audition to be Rick, and they really didn't want him to do it, and he got it. So so the creator is also the voice of the two main characters of the show. Yes. And also, uh, Jerry, who is voiced by Chris Parnell, who used to be on SNL. SNL, fantastic. He's perfect. Fantastic bit actor, uh, great. If you've ever seen Lazy Sunday with The Lonely Island. Andy Samberg, he's yeah, the other rapper. Sandberg. Um, he actually does one take and that's it. He's perfect. Hmm. Chris Parnell is such a pro. They don't, they do more than one take just because they're kind of obligated to, but the first take is perfect. Shout out Chris Parnell. Yeah. Friend of the cast. Absolutely. Thank you. I would love to be friends with Chris Parnell. All right. So here we go. Let's just get it. Let's get it. The fan, of course, Rick and Morty, the title, The Will to Showbiz. We open on the interior of the Smith household, Morty's room, during the day. Morty is cleaning his room. Rick enters. He has been looking for him. Oh, great, Morty. You're here. Oh, hey, Rick. Hey, buddy. I got to show you something really neat. It's a spectacle uh, like nothing you've ever seen before. He checks his watch. Well, we got to get going. As in now. Otherwise, we'll lose it. I can't, Rick. Uh, Dad, Summer, and I are going to the park today. Ugh, 
Stupid Jerry. Constant inconvenient. Rick comes closer and puts his hand on Morty's shoulder. Morty, you really can't miss this. This is really something special, Morty. Tell Summer to deal with Jerry on her own in a hurry. I don't know, Rick. My, my dad is waiting on me and all. Uh, don't worry about your dad, Morty. You'll make it up to him later. The park is boring anyways. Now come, before we miss our window. What window? Of time. This special thing I want to show you, it happens once every year, Morty. It is in Dorpenzelp. Their gravitational pulse is different from ours, Morty. Every year is 15 over there. It's quantum physics, Morty. Haven't you seen Interstellar? It's the same principle. Now go tell Summer she'll have to deal with your dad solo. Interior of the Smith household. The dinner room. Summer eats a bowl of cereal while trying on her while typing on her smartphone, entertained. Morty walks in. Uh, hey, Summer. Uh, I can't go with you today. She is pissed. No way, Morty. You promised me you would come. Yeah, well, uh, Rick said, uh... He scratches his neck. He, he said he needs me for a thing, and I have to help him. Uh, that's not fair. Dad's been too clingy since the divorce. I don't want to put up with him alone. Oh, geez, Summer. You don't have to be so blunt. You know, I... I... Rick walks in. Are you ready, Morty? Yeah. Good. Rick, you can't do whatever it is you have to do on your own. <clears throat> too late. I already bought our tickets. And if there's one thing Zonians we all know is that they don't give refunds. What? Rick walks away, but not before dismissing her. Uh, don't be selfish, Summer. Me and Morty, we take Jerry away from you plenty of times. Just do a solid and try to keep your complaint to a minimum. He takes his portal gun out. Summer surrenders, speechless. Morty smiles. Come on, Morty. We have places to be. He opens up a portal. Rick walks into it, followed by Morty. Exterior, planet, Dorpenzelp, day. Rick and Morty step out of a portal. Morty is taken by surprise with how shiny and pretty everything in this world looks. Here we are, Morty. Oh, yeah. This is so exciting. Get ready to have your socks blown, son. Oh, boy. I sure am ready, Rick. This place looks great. You were right. I I had to see this. Oh, wait until you see the best part. (laughs) He takes a sip from his flask. You won't believe your eyes, Morty. Morty smiles. Rick looks around. After a brief beat, he senses something is off. Rick scratching his chin. Uh, this is strange. What's the matter, Rick? Uh, nothing, nothing. Hey, Morty, is today Thursday? No, Rick. Well, what day is it? It's Tuesday. Oh, damn. I screwed the pooch. Thought today was Thursday. We came too early, Morty. A month too early. Show me seasonal or something? It's better than seasonal. It's a once every 15 years event, Morty. Lucky us, we get one every 12 months. He looks at a big screen on the side of a building, showing the news channel. Ugh, Sandy Crosswork. Screen, news channel. On the screen, two Dorpeltzonians host the news. They look similar to humans, but their skin is red and their eyeballs are green. The news is presented in this very exciting and accelerated way, almost like a comical, constantly trying to keep us hooked. You know, Sandy, we, we know, Sandy, our latest poll puts Sandy Crosswork, the presidential pop singer candidate, ahead of actor-celebrity Von Pitcher-Schmoo, who promised to release a new movie if elected. You know, Steve, I'm voting for Sandy, but don't let... 
me persuade you. The hosts laugh. They sound genuine, but their laugh is false. <laughs> I won't. I know I won't, Susan. And don't forget to vote for your favorite candidate. One month left, and we'll know if you're... Uh, we'll know if we're getting a new movie or a new pop album. External planet. Dorpenzelp. Continuous. Rick. Hmm. Not good. Pause real quick. So what do you think so far? So far? Um... I mean, the thing about Rick and Morty is that it is, it's pretty boundless. There yep. are, are absolutely no caps on the places that Rick and Morty can go. Uh, abstract things, yep. Yeah, for example, my favorite part of Rick and Morty is, I couldn't tell you the episode at this moment, but the one where they're jumping through the living room and the people are ordering the pizza on the telephone on the couch. They're sitting on the couch ordering a pizza through the telephone. Is this an interdimensional cable episode? Yes! And then they, they it's like two pizzas sitting on people ordering uh, phones from couches. <laughs> uh, such a good episode. I probably should have put a disclaimer. Let's put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. Uh, you, the listener, have a little drink. <laughs> you, wanna, <laughs> you should also be drunk enjoying this. We will be drinking a lot. Unless you're, uh, you know, under the age of under age. If you're under 18... Or under 21. Under 18. Oh, oh, fuck me. If you're under 21, please do as I did. And do not consume any alcohol until the age of 21. You were good about that. I really did not. Frustratingly good yes. about that. Fr- yeah. <laughs> frustratingly. For all my friends in college, frustratingly good about um, that. You know, I thought this, I think this is interesting because they we stumble on a world that has two, now has two, like, you know, pop culture figures yeah. running for president, yeah. and it's like you know, if we win, are we going to get a movie? Are we going to get a pop album? Who are you going to Who are you going to please? What do you like? It's kind of like Idiocracy. That's a good movie. That is a great movie, and that's the one movie that everyone's like, "This country is turning into idiocracy." Donald Trump's the president. It's idiocracy for people who watch movies. The country yeah. is turning into idiocracy for people who read books. It's turning into 1984. Ah. Uh... I disagree with that, but okay. Triggered. That's what people say. Um, I'm not not triggered. (laughs) I can... I I don't... The only trigger I'm pulling is that of a gat. Okay. Okay, fantastic. That was kind of a Justin Roiland-esque thing to say. All right, so we're back into it. We've just um, completed the scene with the screen and Susan and Steve. Let's get it. Um, uh, Interior. Jerry's apartment. Kitchen. Jerry is looking... Wait, real quick. I'm actually not caught up. Are they legit divorced? Yeah, they're divorced. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 they're divorced. Spoiler alert, Sorry, yeah, this might spoil. Uh, everyone is up to date on season three. Um, I'm not. You'll know. Um, so we're in uh, Jerry's apartment kitchen. Jerry is looking for a mug. He frenetically, he frantically. Frantically? That's all right. He frantically. Phonetically? He, he phonetically <laughs> checks all drawers but cannot find it. Oh, where is it? The doorbell rings. Jerry stops his search and walks to the door. Run out the interior of Jerry's apartment. The entrance. The door opens and Summer comes in, her eyes fixed on her smartphone. Hi, Dad. Hey, sweetie. He's glad to see her. Summer walks by her father and into the small living room. We're now at the living room. Looking at the kitchen, Summer notices many drawers are open. As a matter of fact, the whole apartment is disorganized. What happened here? I'm looking for my mug. Are all mugs here yours? Yeah, but... One's dear to me. I'm not even going to ask. She ignores the mess and resumes her deep interaction with her smartphone. Where's Morty? He had to help Grandpa Rick with an assignment with an assignment and dorp on something. Jerry is slightly disappointed. 
Hey, Dad, since it's only the two of us, could we not go to the park instead go to the mall? Uh, I guess we could do that. Yeah. Sure, why not? Thanks. Jerry smiles, happy and proud. We now turn to the external uh, shot on the planet of Dorpenzelp. That's the sidewalk during the day. Rick walks along the sidewalk. Morty follows him, puzzled. Uh, it's pretty weird that this Dorpenzelpians have celebrities running for president, huh, Rick? Ugh, you would be surprised how much showbiz there is in politics, Morty. The whole lunar race has basically a dick measuring contest. That's why we're here, Morty. Dorpelzenians. They love their entertainment. They choose their leaders of how offer of who offers the most exciting entertainment thing, Morty. Oh, jeez, Rick. That doesn't seem very wise, you know. To each his own, Morty. Oh, so we're here to see that Vaughn guy's movie? You bet your ass we are. Sandy Lady wins. Oh, oh, good thinking, Morty. I was worried about that, too. But then I thought, since we're here, we might as well make sure she doesn't. Oh, jeez. Not far ahead, on a street corner, there is a campaigner trying to charm the passing crowd, asking for support for his third-party candidate. There is a small group of Dorpelzanians near an improvised stage. Morty notices the campaigner. He walks closer to him as he can listen to what is being said. As he arrives, the campaigner announces, I'll be, I'll be the campaigner. Now, put your hands together for Zizump Slinton. <coughs> the campaigner hurt my throat. From behind a curtain comes Zizump Slinton. He, oh, I got, uh, I'll be Zizump. I'll no, be Zizump. You want to be Zizump? Okay. He waves, but the crowd is unimpressed. I feel like I know where you're going with this. <laughs> Friends, comrades, thank you. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. I'm Zizum Slinton, and it would be my great pleasure to help you help yourselves. <laughs> Who is this character? Thanks, Morty. We can't ignore the poverty and the sorrow hanging above our heads. We must become corrupt, and we must change. Change for better, my dear friends. Change for better. Perhaps there is hope. Morty calls for Rick. Uh, hey, Rick. Uh, this guy seems to have some good ideas. Uh, pass. He's just another pseudo-intellectual too obsessed with his own ideas to point out the thinking that we all want. You gotta be careful, Morty. These guys like him are always looking for a new way to screw you. Zizump speaks directly to Rick. Oh, you friend. Are you happy? Happiness is overrated. Zizump chuckles cordially. <laughs> Where are you from? A miserable planet called None of Your Business. Morty intervenes. Uh, don't mind him, Mr. Slinton. My, my grandpa can't help but to be rude at all times. Hey, it's not my <clears throat> fault that this ring pop is snooping around, Morty. A ring pop? Oh, that's a zing. Indeed, Dorponzolian's heads are shaped like a ring pop. A few of the crowd members scatter away. You're a brave young man, aren't you, Morty? Morty is radiant, hearing this question. Careful! Let us be more like our young friend. Zizump's campaigners begin to clap euphorically. 
The remaining attendees clap uncomfortably. Slow claps, half confused. Uh, you're you're running for president? That I am. And you're not offering entertainment? I'm afraid not. Zizum's campaigner intervenes. Uh, Mr. Slinton is actually trying to make things better. He is. Uh, hey, Rick. Uh, what do you say we help this guy out in, instead? He, he, he might be a better choice for president, you know. That's horrible thinking, Morty. These guys are all the same. They ramble and ramble and end up killing millions because of their idiosyncrasies. Uh, hey, hey, don't, don't be like that, Rick. Maybe, maybe he's actually good. But think about their motives, Morty. They mastered the art of entertainment. They, 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 they can't help it, Morty. And Vaughn's motives, they talked them all, Morty. They're, wise, they're missing a spectacle here. A spectacle? Ask Zumpop. Rick, uh, I mean, this is uh, uh, this is kangaroo democracy, Rick. Uh, we gotta do something, don't we? At least get their attention. All right, all right, Morty. We'll play Che Guevara if that means so much to you. Morty is glad. Uh, hey, Mr. Slinton. Uh, what, what do you say we help you out with your campaign? All help is good help, my friend. <laughs> I gotta say, so far. It doesn't seem like it's not an episode of Rick, Rick and Morty. You know what I mean? <laughs> it may not be like that's hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's definitely, um, it's getting in there. There's a lot if of commentary. If it was a real episode of Rick and Morty, there would have been like four or five belly laughs by now. Sure. But I think it's, I don't think it's not an yeah, episode yeah. of Rick and Morty. Absolutely. You, you can definitely tell a fan wrote this thinking they knew Rick and Morty pretty well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think anybody who kind of ventures out of the world of uh, Rick and Morty fanfic doesn't at least understand the source material. Well, of course. But I mean, like, they almost feel like they know it well enough to write it. I, I don't know it well enough to write it because right. I'm not up to date on it. I think it's an interesting exercise if someone who's aspiring to be a writer uh, really looks up to someone. Kind of by doing a fan fiction, you can dissect yeah the components of it and, and and maybe hope to emulate it and it's also pretty notable to note that a <laughs> uh, a script is very different than a pl- uh, not a play my god a script is very different than a book or a short story yeah yeah they're very different things mm-hmm. so this is a script this is this is the first time we've done one for the listeners who haven't been paying attention this is a script Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So next we have a a campaign montage. Uh, Rick and Morty distributing pamphlets on the street. They're now trying to help um, Zizump uh, win the election because he's he's pure. He's not not an entertainer. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Slick Zizump. Um, (laughs) And now uh, Rick and Morty are on a bridge. A spy approaches them and hands Morty an envelope with quote-unquote, dirty documents of the opposing party. Now Rick and Morty are torturing a Dorpenzalian prisoner for information. Rick, speaking to the prisoner. Tell us who Zandy's featuring artists are. Real quick, I just want to intervene. So, do we know what this thing is Rick wanted Morty to see? What's that? The thing that Rick wanted Morty to see. Oh, yeah. I mean, Rick is talking about... I, you know what I imagine? Is it the election? I don't think... Um, I think that may be revealed at the end. 
Okay. Let's wait until the end. That's fine. I'm sorry Let's to interrupt. He did take them. Uh, he missed. He, his calendar I was missing. I apologize. I'm so sorry. I apologize. He's apologized. <laughs> Do you want to be the prisoner? You, you can be prisoner. Since I, <laughs> I don't know. So they're torturing a prisoner. And then yeah. Rick punches his face. Oh, fuck. So now we're on the interior of the news broadcasting office. Remember yes. Steve and Susan, the two anchors? Um the morning show with Steve and Susan is live, and Zizump is their next guest. Rick and Morty walk in. They are off stage, watching from afar as the show is being made. Morty is well invested in Zizump's campaign. He looks worn out, but confident. The show goes to a commercial break. This is going pretty well. Oh, Rick. <sighs> Don't pop your zits yet, Morty. Steve and Susan, the lively hopes of the uh, hosts of the channel, whom we have seen previously, chit chat with Zizump before the cameras roll. You know, I I think we have a shot at winning the whole shebang. We, Christ, Morty, have a little mm, association. The warning show with Steve and Susan, Susan, is about to continue. The broadcaster uh, supervisor shouts, "All right, everybody, shut up!" Crickets. The morning show with Steve and Susan. 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 <laughs> the morning show with Steve and Susan. Intro. The show's logo fades out, and our hosts welcome us back with a big smile. And we're back. With us, we have candidate Zizump Slinton, who joined us this morning for us to get to know him a, a little, little better. better. We get a sense that this is their catchphrase. They giggle after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome, Zizum. I am happy to be here. So, politics. Is that something we need? The audience laughs. I believe so. Oh, quick question. What's your favorite celebrity? A loud bang surprises everyone. Zizump screams in agony. Ah! He was shot. Oh, oh my God, no! Everyone but Rick freaks out. The audience scatters afraid. Security rushes in. The shooter is a member of the audience. Two security guards point their pistols at the shooter. Halt! The shooter looks at Zizump. Then he shoots himself. His body falls lifeless. Morty runs to Zizump and kneels next to him. His hero is suffering. Morty holds Zizump's head and looks up at Rick. Oh, how could this happen? Uh, it was to be expected, Morty. I mean, Zizump is a revolutionary candidate. And just so you know, major parties don't necessarily play fair. Oh, jeez, Rick. I don't think something like this could happen. Zizump is gushing out blood in pain. Crying. The assistant says, He's losing so much blood! Rick, uh, can you help him, please? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You think I can carry out some miraculous cure to internal bleedings everywhere I go? I mean, I'm not married. Poppins, Morty. He takes his hand. He puts his hand into his pocket. Luckily, I'm the next best thing. He puts a small spray bottle out of his pocket. Rick bends down and sprays Zizump's wounds. There, that should delay the bleeding until he gets to a hospital. We're on the interior of the Smith household. So now, after all of that, we're going we're going back to the Smith residence. And we're back on Earth. That, and I think this, Earth. this, this uh, parallels a Rick and Morty episode well. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> That's my rebuttal. Uh, 
Yeah. Okay. So we have um, we have two storylines. Thank you. <laughs> you get the final word. Fantastic. Uh, we have um, we have two storylines, an A and B storyline. That's that's very typical. That's of a how Rick, a TV show works. That's typical of a, of a TV show. Any TV show. And a Rick and Morty episode specifically. I have a go. Specifically, goes. syphilis. All right. So now we're at the interior <laughs> of the myth <clears throat> of the Smith household. <laughs> we're in the kitchen, and we have Beth and Davin. Enjoying a good conversation by the cooking table. Oh, Stabbin. <laughs> who is... <laughs> Seriously, who... Stabbin. Is he in this show or is he an, uh, an OC? Is he, is he an original character? Um, I'm That's a good question. Who is Davin? <laughs> oh, real quick. Davin was a new member of the Smith household. <laughs> All right, Joe. Okay, so Beth, we need to determine who's going to be... Okay, um, so if you'll remember... You're already Beth. By the way, I'm Beth. Okay, so if you'll remember um, from the episode season one, episode six, Rick Potion number nine. Yeah. Um, for the viewer who hasn't seen the episode, um, it's a it's a story in which uh, Beth, who's a veterinarian, is spending a no, long. No, 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 no. She's a horse so- surgeon. She's a horse surgeon, is spending a long night on um, on a particular surgery with a dashing veterinarian's assistant okay. named Davin. He's been in the show. A couple he times. has been in the show a couple times. You want to wow. be Davin? You want to be Davin? I'll, I'll be, be Beth. Um, so Davin is kind of like he's a sexy young love interest of Beth, who is constantly. Uh, kind of fighting for her affections, even though she's married to Jerry. I'm going to play Davin. You'll be Davin. As I would play... Okay. What are your motivations for Davin? Well, uh, uh, have you ever seen Scrubs? Yeah. Who does Elliot date, the younger guy? What's his name? Younger guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. She... Keith. 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 Okay. So I'm going to play Davin such as one would play Keith. So for all of... The lady who voices Beth also voices Elliot. Are you in kidding Scrubs. me? Are you kidding me? Are you serious? You didn't know I that? did not know that. You're lying to me. I, I seriously did not know that. That's the same lady. I can't remember what her name is right now. I can. I mean, I can look it up. Um, um, I know this is an audible format, and you, <laughs> as you can tell, this is an audible format, and you can't see. But I am literally freaking out right now. Are What's you? Her name? Uh, you really, hmm. Did you really not know that? She's also in Friends uh, from College on Netflix. She isn't friends with a college. Friends from um, college, yeah. All right, give me a second. I'm looking it up. We want to give her a fair due. Um, uh, so Sarah Chalk. Sarah, Sarah Chalk. Chalk. She She's, also plays Beth. She's ooh. Elliot in Scrubs and Beth in Rick and Morty. Wow. So I'm going to play Keith. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to play Davin. Davin. <laughs> such as one would play Keith, who is also in Whiskey Tango. Whiskey that- Tango. Yes. He's oh, the main my gosh. character. If anybody watched with, the... Um, Maggie from The Walking Dead. Yeah, if anybody watched uh, the Oscars, you're very familiar with Whiskey Tango because it was like... I did not watch the Oscars. All right, and that... And ladies and gentlemen, that was our Oscars segment. Um, That's blowing my mind right now. Beth, mother, mother of Rick and Morty at this point. Um, No, 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 no. Mother of Rick, daughter of Morty. Thank you. No, fuck! Mother of Morty. Daughter of Rick. Thank you so much. And she's married to Jerry. Jerry, who is also a divorce. Who is also a uh, who is also they also have paraplegic. Yep, they gave birth this summer. He's not a paraplegic. Um, okay, and Jerry is her husband. At this point, they are divorced. Um, yes. So now we're cutting there. So Beth 
and Davin yes. enjoy a good conversation by the cooking table. Who knows what that is? Each with a <laughs> each with a glass of red wine in hand. Nice. Davin takes a sip from his wine and decides to make a move on Beth. Beth, have you ever seen two horses make love? Beth is slightly grossed out by this question. Nevertheless, she carries on. Uh, excuse my Sarah Chalk impression. It's fine. Because it doesn't exist. Um, I can't say I have, no. Oh, it's wonderful. So tender. So precious. The way they friction their bodies against each other. Nah. It changed me as a man. Sounds interesting. Davin promptly takes his smartphone out. Here, I can show you. Davin is not very smooth. Summer walks by. The thought of Davin with her mother is nauseating to her teenage existence, and so she walks out, containing her opinion. Beth follows her while Davin searches for whatever he is searching for on his smartphone. Now we cut to the interior of the Smith household entrance. Beth catches Summer before she goes upstairs. Hey, hey, Summer. What? I just... I wanted to know how you are. I'll be fine once I get into my room. And, uh, how's Jerry? Dad has lost it. I found him looking for some mug when he had, like, three on the counter. Oh. I told him to buy a new one, but he got all weird and said it doesn't work like that. This, however, rings a happy bell in Beth's heart. Can I go now? Beth nods, approving. Summer climbs the stair. Beth takes a sip from her wine, pondering. We're on the interior of the hospital. This is Zizump's room uh, during the day. A Dorpenzalian doctor takes an injured Zizump lying in bed, um, and he asks him what has happened to him. Your liver has ruptured. You lost a substantial amount of blood for... Is the doctor Barack Obama... <laughs> um, I'm, so what I'm channeling right now is the doctor from Spongebob Barack Obama Barack, Barack Obama Illuminati confirmed Alright, here comes my best uh, Obama uh, impersonation uh, Your liver was ruptured <laughs> You lost a substantial amount of blood Fortunately, we've managed to regenerate your liver's issue Your liver's tissue And you should be walking in about a week uh, I say, unfortunately, because had your bleeding not been stagnated and we wouldn't have had any time to intervene. Everyone is relieved. Uh, in fact, if it wasn't for your family's intervention, by now, you would have been dead. Zizump looks at Rick gratefully. Thank you, Rick. Mm, whatever. I'm going to watch the news. Maybe I'll hear something that's actually new. He walks out of frame and towards the hospital's lobby. Sandy Crosswork walks in. She looks like a sexist's wet dream with a tight waist and large cleavage. Nice. A futile celebrity seeming nice. Um, following her are two cameramen with cameras in hand, impatiently looking for good angles to shoot Sandy's existence from. Zizump is surprised to see Sandy, but Morty is mesmerized, his hormones jumping. Oh, thanks, Sorpoid. You're okay. I'm sorry, I got, uh... Could... She walks up to Zizump and puts her hand on top of his. I hope you don't mind me coming by, but, oh, I got so worried I just had to. 
worried about me. Yes, it just breaks my heart to see such a kind person suffering. She looks at the camera, aware of the public opinion. Sandy faces Morty. You must be Morty. I've heard a lot of good things about you. You have? She caresses his face. Morty is in awe. Sure did. For the next scene, um, your inspiration for Zizump is... For Zizump? Mm-hmm. Well, if you listen to episode 7... Good plug. ...of Suck My Fanfic, we do cover PewDiePie's majestic adventure. Of course. But we also cover Holes, which is a, a fanfic, which is a crossover between Bill Clinton and Spongebob. So Zizump is... They're sexual lovers. They're sexually connected, and Zizump is inspired by... Bill Clinton. So Sandy is inspired by... Uh, some Southern Belle. I just kind of threw that together. Yeah. Monica Lewinsky. Monica right. Lewinsky. Sorry. He shoved a cigar. Oh. Uh, should I finish that sentence? No. <laughs> it, 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 just to be fair, like, you know, it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't reference the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Yes. All right. So now we are on. Um, and also, Sandy so is the spouse of. Yeah. Um, so how how are you how are you feeling? Uh, just real quick, how are you feeling at this point? Just give like a quick summary. How you, how you, you know? What do you mean in general? How you, are you engrossed in the narrative? Do you think it's dumb? Uh, I mean, I'm not caught up with Rick and Morty, so I definitely don't know all of the lore. However, I think it's good. Yeah, I mean, I don't there. think it's bad. We're right in there. Yeah. Um. So now our next scene is on the interior of the hospital. It's the lobby. All seems peaceful. Rick gets a soda from the vending machine. Then he walks over to a row of chairs and sits down. He opens his soda. Rick is about to take his first sip, but a large explosion by the elevator makes him spill his soda. A dozen Dorpelzanian terrorists storm in. Oh, my God. Well-armed to conclude, to finish up, Zizum's assassination. Five security guards open forward and uh, move forward and draw their guns. And there's a shootout that ensues. Um, he should have opened that. It would have been good foley work if you had opened that when I said Rick opened his soda. That was too late. That's how you know this is off the cuff, ladies and gentlemen. I really wasn't paying that good of attention. Do you know what happened? TLDR, do I need to update you? <laughs> no, I got it. Terrorists. Okay. Coming to finish the job. Rick is fighting them. Zizump is about to die. Quick question. Why are they trying to get rid of Zizump? If he's a third-party candidate, doesn't matter. What's the big deal? Let's read on. He's not even an entertainer. Okay, so on the interior of the hospital, we're in Zizum's room. Uh, panic has taken over. We hear screams and bullets being shot. Sandy is frightened while Morty is unshaken. Mortensen? Mortensen is unshaken. We begin with Sandy. you got to do a lot of voice work, my friend. What do we do? That's Sandy. You two must go. Get out of here. I'm the only one they're after. No, we must stick together. We're safer that way. You must. I couldn't bear to have the blood of others spilled because of me. Sandy is moved. She takes her hand to her chest. Oh, that's noble. Morty, however, is about to take action. He walks towards the door. What are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm going to get Rick. Uh, he'll know how to get us out of here safe. 
Zizum looks like a proud father. Murdy, Morty's courage is admirable, he thinks. Oh, close the door after I leave. And if someone knocks, you know, ask who it is before you open. Morty rushes out. Interior of the hospital, the lobby, chaos reigns. Bullets rain in every direction. Awaiting patient... <laughs> Thank you. Awaiting patient complaining about... <laughs> Would you like a rebuttal? What? Awaiting patient <laughs> complaining about his arm gets shot in his arm. A guard drops dead. Four Doppelzanians jump on a quote-unquote terrorist while a bullet perforates his eyeball. Morty gets to Rick. Are they also from the Doppelzanian Middle East, or is this different? What's the, wait, what, why? Are the terrorists <laughs> from the Dorpelzanian Middle East? Um, let's find out. I think the Dorpelzanian uh, terrorists are actually part of the government trying to keep order. Wow. But let's, um, let us read on and let the author let their world I just unfold. want to point out that I, Alex, have not read this, so this is new to me. And I would like to point out that I, Ryan, as an irresponsible host... I've also <laughs> not read this. Oh, Rick. <laughs> All right, so Morty uh, gets the record. Oh, Rick. Oh, good. Morty, you're fine. I thought you might have blown up or something. Rick, well, we got to do something. You're right, Morty. They, they, they made me spill my soda, Morty. No one makes me spill my soda and gets away with it. What? No. Uh, they killed a, They came to kill Zizum. I don't know, Morty. I've had people go to great lengths to... Make me spill something. Rick, be serious for a minute. All right, Morty, just, just, just chillio. Naturally, Rick grabs a gun from the floor and hands it to Morty. Here, go kill your friend while I squanch the, go guard your friend while I squanch these fools. That was a very important distinction. Yeah. I would like to make a, I would like to do that again. Naturally, Rick grabs a gun from the floor and hands it to Morty. Here, go guard your friend while I squanch these fools. Who's Squanchy? Isn't Squanchy a character? Squanchy is a character, but Squanch is also like a, a an, am, like, an ambivalent verb that could mean yeah. anything. Um, it's like Smurf. It's like, I, I squanched Squanch at, at, down at the Squanch last night. Hey, Rick, you got a place where I can Squanch around yeah, here? I'm trying to Squanch. So whatever that means, and he's going to Squanch these fools. I think it means... Morty nods and heads back to Zizum's room. Rick draws his laser gun and begins dealing with the terrorist. He has a start. He's a great start with a wonderful headshot. Oh yeah, spill that motherfucker! This is pretty true to a Rick and Morty yeah. episode. There's some violence. There's some. I, I love in episode one how he's like, just shoot him, Morty. Robots. And then Morty shoots the one guy and he goes, Oh no, tell my kid, my wife and kids, I love them. That's so fantastic. I love that episode. If anyone's interested, there's a fantastic. There's a good deal of Rick and Morty fan fiction on YouTube where they do short skits. Really? There's a. There's a. It's funny, interesting that you you mentioned that scene. There's a fantastic fan fiction where they. They uh, they shoot the that 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 character, and then no. they proceed to show that character's entire no. life. I highly recommend it. God damn it! It has over a million views. Are you playing it right now? Um, no, I'm not playing it right now. Um, okay. Let's see if I can find it real quick. You'll edit this all out and post. Um, but I highly highly recommend it. I'm not editing. 
We're just going to post this as is. This is live. I apologize to the studio yeah, audience. Sorry, live studio audience. This has been a little sloppy. They're drinking too. It's all good. Um, we have um, we have personally given each one of them four. Michelob Ultras. Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra. Do the do. do Michelob Ultra. <laughs> do the do. Pepsi, we've solved all of your social justice problems with Kendall Jenner. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've given them all uh, alcohol and they're fine. But um, I recommend you go on, on YouTube and you look at um, some, there's some really good animation work that's done. Really? Yeah, it's, it's good. I'll, I'll, I'll send wow. it to Alex and you know maybe we can... Maybe re- I'll post it on Twitter. Maybe let's retweet it. It's fantastic. Um, we should tweet that because we have over 100 followers now. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get that at the end. Um, so yeah, this is a true to a Rick and Morty episode, and um, that's fantastic. Uh, so now we're at the interior of the Smith household. Um, we're cutting; it's like a smash cut away from the violence to the kitchen of the Smith household where Davin and Beth are. Davin has left, and Beth is washing the youth glasses before bed. Done washing, she dries them with a towel. She opens the cabinet above her head and puts the glasses on a shelf. Beth notices a Grand Canyon souvenir mug, green, behind other cups. Immediately, she knows this is the mug that Jerry is looking for. In an act of kindness, she reaches for it and takes it out of the cabinet. With the mug in her hands, she ponders, I'm going to regret this. Cut back, interior of the hospital, lobby, during the day. Three terrorists are left. Rick manages to kill one, while the remaining two shoot back, hitting Rick's laser gun. His... You got a question? Zam. Thank you. His <laughs> his laser gun... Uh, yeah, that is Zam. It's pretty emotional. Zam, zaddy. All right. His laser gun uh, falls to the floor. Rick has been effectively disarmed. <laughs> Shit! He runs for cover and friend and finds it behind the front desk. He finds his gun again behind the front desk. Uh, bullets are making holes in the desk. Rick is cornered by two gun-blazing killers. He looks around for a solution. Then, rather quickly, Rick builds an adapter for his portal gun and attaches it to his rectangular barrel. He leaps to his left and shoots his portal gun. The adapter divides the portal gun's blast in two. Two portals open underneath of Rick's enemies. They fall through the portals and into different dimensions. Are you not going to read? It's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Yeah. Now, no, no, I mean, that's, that's, has it ever been done in Rick and Morty? Not to my knowledge. It's pretty neat. That's a pretty cool knowledge. idea. Um, we're now in the interior of the hospital back in Zizump's room. Sandy hides behind the side of Zizump's bed. This is insane. Who could be so cruel as to want us dead? Not me, Sandy. Oh. Not us, Sandy. Me. Oh, I bet Vaughn is behind this. We can't be so imprudent as to rely on assumptions. Why don't you just drop out of the election? If you did so, they would probably spare you, don't you think? I appreciate you worry, Sandy, but I can't do such a thing. I'm a man of conviction, and so what will be will be. I just want to say Vaughn Pichermisu, again, one of the candidates for president, one of the popular candidates um, for president. 
His reply seems to have annoyed Sandy. Suddenly, a grenade blows the door up along with the two cameramen. They're gone. A terrorist runs in, ready to kill. There is a beat. Bang! Morty shoots the terrorist from behind. He falls forward on his chest. Morty rushes in, worried. Uh, Are you okay? They are. Sandy looks disappointed, a subtle expression, one she quickly hides. Morty looks at the dead terrorist. Oh, man. Uh, These guys are really serious about killing you, huh? It's just like everywhere else. Sandy rolls her eyes. She pulls a pistol from underneath her voluptuous hairdo and aims it at Morty. Holy fuck. Oh, what are you doing? Winning. You, you, you can't do this. Are you telling me what I can and can't do? Do you think I'm in some way incapable because I have a vagina? What? Uh, no, no, no! I, I, I didn't mean it like that. You're a fool if you think I'm willing to risk my fame for some silly man's ideas. Oh, really? Uh, do you only care about yourself? It's, it's not like the most important being in the universe, you know. Um, uh, maybe you could allow someone else to have a say. Oh, spare me, kid. You really think he wants what's best for people? He wants what's best for him. Just like everybody else. At least I provide entertainment, which is far more than what he would. Zizump smirks at this. And here I was, questioning my mattering. No need to question it, sweetheart. You don't. You're just a phase. I matter. Not you. Oh, let him live then. Don't let Dorn Puncelins decide my fate. Please, you can't trust people, Marty. I suppose there's a diff. I suppose that's where we differ. Is that an assumption, Zizzum? We can't be so imprudent as to rely on assumptions, remember? She smiles malevolently. Ryan she just stole my beer. The holder of truth. After all, if you were so different, so willing to trust others, you wouldn't try to change a thing. Morty becomes aware that despite his intentions, Zizump might very well not be much better than Sandy. Excuse me, as I take charge. Triumphantly, Sandy aims at Zizump before she shoots him. Rick shoots her. Sandy drops dead to the shock of both Morty and Zizump. <laughs> Jeez, what an egotistical princess. That's why I'm alert. That's fine. As usual, Rick looks numb while the rest process his act. You know, I usually try to keep myself away from situations such as this, but I actually think I made this world a great uh, favor this time around. (laughs) I feel good about it. You guys will be way better off without her music. He looks at Zizump. And uh, I don't want to say it, but you could thank me, you know. Or you could maybe quit so my grandson and I can uh, enjoy (laughs) what, what we came here for. Morty looks at Rick 
in a disproving manner. Oh. I'm just saying, I would be highly appreciative if he did that. It's not like he can, in good conscience, run anymore. We're on the interior of Jerry's apartment, on the entrance. The doorbell rings. Jerry opens up. A mailman uh, stands in, in front of him. Jerry Smith? Speaking. Yeah, that's a phone thing, buddy. You don't say that face to face. Oh. This is for you. He hands a package to Jerry. Just sign here. Uh. He then... Thank you. <laughs> he then turns his tablet to Jerry so he can electronically sign for his package. Jerry does so. Okay, have a good day. The mailman turns around and leaves. Jerry closes the door, curious. He opens the package. Wrapped in bubble wrap, he finds his missing mug, a Grand Canyon souvenir. I just want to say I am a Beth and Rick. Uh, fuck, not Beth and Rick. Beth and Jerry shipper. If you were a Beth and Rick shipper, you wouldn't be the first. Check out Archive That's of Our Own. That's so gross. He turns, I'm a Beth and Jerry shipper, please. He turns the mug upside down, revealing a sentence engraved on the bottom. Jerry and Beth survived the Grand Canyon. Hopeful. He smiles. That's sweet as shit. Interior of Smith's household garage. So this is back... That is Rick's workshop. This is Rick's workshop. That's where he turns himself into a... Pickle Morty! I'm Pickle Rick! Pickle Rick, yeah. yeah. A portal opens up. From it comes Rick and Morty, both wearing t-shirts and accessories, prompting Vaughn's electoral movie. Oh. Vaughn Pichermuchio, whatever his name is, yeah. So what did you think, Morty? Amazing spectacle, right? Yeah, Rick... It was pretty cool, but you know, I'm still a little shook up with what happened. It's really hard to believe that after all that, people could choose Vaughn over Zizum. It's like they say, Morty. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Hey, at least we got to shoot a couple of bad guys, including that Sandy character. Morty smiles, but his smile's a little empty. Rick notices this and is sympathetic. I bet she catchphrased. I bet she catchphrased after she pulled her gun on you, huh? more of a catchword. She said, uh, uh, winning. Oh, wow. How unique. Oh, hey, Morty. Ask me what I think she was. What do you think she was? Dumb. Morty's smile is a little brighter. End of episode. So there you go. There you have it. That's the end of uh, the... You know, fan fiction God, script. It's called. it's called the Will to Showbiz. So, what do you uh, what do you think? I think that someone that doesn't have a better grasp on things was like Donald Trump is uh, a reality TV star, and this is what it could be like if we elected a lot of a reality TV star. So, I'm going to make a planet where they only reelect. Reality TV stars. First and foremost, we did elect a reality TV star, and I, and, and you're right. And you know, I think I think that's something that um, I didn't vote for. Him. That's something, and I think um, I did not vote for him. Congratulations, thank you. And I think that um, you know, it's interesting that they go to this. And that's something that Rick and Marty would do. Zism. They would explore this like extreme, yeah. where everyone goes, and then it is also like Rick and Marty to at the end have Zizum's campaign, which is at first like purely pure and political third party, third yeah. party pure and political um be about fame as well uh, yes exactly <laughs> <laughs>
Um, so that's the end of it. I mean, what what do you uh, what are your takeaways? Okay, so our five compliments go. Um, I think that this did a good job in terms of capturing that cut back and forth between an A and B plot yeah. line that Rick and Morty I often think it, does. It, it did a good job with Rick or with Morty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Rick uh, sat out a lot of the show. It's hard to write Rick because yeah. there's a little bit of intimidation there. So weird. He's so weird. Yeah. He comes out of left field. Um, solid job writing, um, like you said, Morty. And I, I feel like there's more to Summer. Like, Summer isn't just a one-dimensional character. Yeah, we'll say and that. that's how she was written in this. We'll say that for the criticisms. Yeah. Um, um, the second thing I would say that's really good about this episode is they um, are the script. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, is that they introduced? Uh, they had a really good idea for like names. Dorpelzanian sounds like something that would oh, be on the show. Absolutely. And the Zizump and yeah. Sandy, like, and the idea of having like Zizump um, Slinton, and and the idea of having. Um, you know, like a broadcast and a political intrigue, like that's uh, that's a really good idea. I yes, like that. Absolutely, I like that a lot. Um, and just the I like I I want to say I I don't know you know I I, I highly recommend you go and read this um, this Rick and Morty. Well, how would I find it, Ryan? I would uh, first and foremost I would go and Google quote the will the will to showbiz. Um, it's a Rick and Morty fan fiction. Um, uh, uh, go on and read it. What platform? What platform? Yes. What platform? Put me on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> we don't tweet out like the fucking. What platform? Google, right? <laughs> what? Is it on Wattpad? Is it on? Oh, I'm sorry. This is actually. Um, I found this independently through Reddit. Oh. Um, so I don't, I don't, it's, it's, um... Did this person actually submit this to Rick and Morty? I, I like to think so, and I hope they do. This is nowhere near as good as a Rick and Morty episode. I'm sorry, author. I think it could have been better. Well, funny enough. A good concept. I think they can take it and run with it. Um, if you could add the comedy, I'd agree. It's just like a Rick and Morty episode. But right. If there's no comedy, no. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. Um, I just think in terms of like the structure of writing a screenplay, they did a good job. They yeah. set the stage. I knew I knew where things were happening. I knew what characters were involved. Yes. Um, that's that's you know presentation <laughs> is ninety percent of the of the battle, right? <laughs> so um, I'll give them kudos for that. Kudos, my friend. Kudos, kudos. in uh, archive of our own terms. Kudos. Um, what else? You have another. Um, you have another uh, fair shake of the show before we fair get into shake. the criticism. So a compliment or a criticism is what you're asking. Before we get into the criticism, you got another compliment. Oh, we'll go we to the criticism. Okay, if, if so you're ready. Compliments. Uh, I feel like they wrote Jerry pretty correctly. I think the biggest issue is that, especially when it comes to writing scripts to submit, it's kind of uh, ineffectual. To submit a script that is timely, such as one that has Beth and Jerry divorced. Because, you know, they probably have everything worked out before they animate even the season or even that episode. So, you know, you could, as a fan, write that script where they're divorced, and they could be together by the end of the season. Could already be passed. Yeah, yeah and That's Justin Morland could have already had that figured out. 
So not only did you waste your time, <laughs> what? I um I see again. So we don't know if this was submitted. I think that this might just be a fan fiction that was written in uh, in a creative format. Okay. That could be it. There are other scripts. I, I'll tell you. Like I found, you know, there's a 50 page script. There's a couple other scripts that I found that I didn't mention that are longer. This didn't seem like a regular episode. It seems like it was longer. Actually, shorter. I'm sorry. It seemed yeah. like it was shorter. Sure. It was more of a skeleton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. He, I he, didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. The name sounded real. Yeah. Yep. Jerry could have been written a little bit better. Yep. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's fair. Like, if you're a fan, you can only react to what you know. You don't know what the the creator's intentions are. So, so in terms of criticism, do you have, have like, a a pointed kind of, like, you know, literary criticism of this? I have a compliment. You got another compliment? Yes. I would say that stuff like this is good, especially since there are multiple versions of Rick. Because, you know, there's the Citadel of Rick, so there's probably thousands, if not hundreds, of Rick's. And so yeah, the show deals with different dimensions. Yeah, different dimensions. Yeah. Rick and Morty was uh, on hiatus, on vacation for <gasps> a year or two. Right. So I'm happy that they someone was writing it because this could be canon. Literally, this could be canon, that's but just a different universe. That's the beauty of the show, and I think that's what yeah. a lot of people miss when they yeah. kind of make it exclusionary, is that there's so many dimensions. Whatever happens... Why not write about evil Morty? You know what I mean? There, okay, so I want, uh, there's a lot of evil Morty fanfic. Really? A lot of it is, you know, wow. 100,000 words plus. I don't have time for that, and I host this show. It's not that I don't have time for that. It's it's that I don't have time for that. Um, I do not have time for that, and I'm unemployed. <laughs> um, just to be able to con- present it in a con- clear and concise way to the, to the listener, there's a lot of evil Rick, uh, a evil, a lot of evil Morty out there. Really, um, a lot. Um, and I, I would recommend people to go out and. Um, and search for themselves. Any other criticisms? Uh, my only other criticism, again, would be um, kind of yeah. negligence to the structure. I, let a lo- I read a lot of others that would begin and how it ha- would have a break for the intro. That's very characteristic of the show to have a cold open. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of others that, that kind of you know tie themselves more closely to the narrative. The, the structure of the show. Summer was very one-dimensional. Very flat. Dropped. And I feel like Devin? Is that his name? Devlin? Devin. Devin. Devlin. Devin. Devin. His name was it's Devin. Devin. Yeah. Uh, didn't, didn't need to be in it. Uh, I mean, I want Beth to be happy, but I feel like I'd rather see her work out her problems with Jerry. She He's the father of her children, you know what I mean? So. You're a shipper. Whatevs. Um, I'm a what? You're you're a Jerry oh, absolutely. Beth Shipper, like you yeah. you previously mentioned. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I had fun doing it. It, it was doing yeah. yeah. I like doing all the different voices. Yeah, uh, it's a bit of a challenge. Yeah, Zump, maybe Bill Clinton. He, he uh, he's definitely Bill Clinton. <laughs> That's canon. Absolutely, That's canon, folks. And his lover. I should have read Sandy. Is that her name? Sandy. Sandy. Yeah, I should have read Sandy as SpongeBob. As SpongeBob. That's a callback to episode seven. Go ahead and listen to Congrats, episode seven. Friends. Another callback. Um, to, if you want to really understand Sandy Slinton's character, go ahead and check her out. Her name's Slinton? It's Zizump Slinton. I really missed that. I mean, we missed a lot of things. We're drunk in the spirit of the show. Yeah. Um, 
They really only get like four or five takes out of Justin Roiland until he just goes on like slur induced rants. Before he's burned out. Um, Same here. Same here. Um, so other than that, I mean, I kind of, we're almost out of drinks and we're out of drinks. We're out of drinks. We're all out of drinks. Raging alcoholics. I'm about to, when we're done, it's all going to be out of my body because I'm going to pee it out. <laughs> Not before me, my friend. I have to go so bad. Fuh. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just a quick fuh. Um, I hope you really enjoyed this Rick and Morty episode. Yes, friends, I really appreciate you listening. If this is your first episode, please don't let this be the one to judge. Don't judge us up. Please, I, please. I beg of you. No, we have much better. Tumbling Towers, honestly, you Brits, I just want to talk about 20% of our listeners are British, which is fine. However, uh, you've made episode 5, Tumbling Towers, explode. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad story. I will say I was wrong when I reviewed it. It's not as good as I thought I was. And, uh, really, you just like Harry Potter that much, you're just going to listen to that one. There's much better fanfics involved, okay? Especially in episode 6, Drabblefest, there's a great Harry Potter fanfic. So, to all of you Brits out there, come on. Come on. Please listen to other episodes. Not one. That one is disgusting. It's disgusting. It's it's uh, rectified anonymity. If you want to listen to it, it's available right now. Whoever's been listening to our show, thank you so much. And whatever yeah. episode you choose to listen to, that's fine by me. Yeah. I mean, if you only listen to us based on the fandom, that's fine. We're not going to judge you. However... This episode probably isn't stellar. We're, we don't have much track of this one at the moment. And I, there are other episodes that aren't that stellar. I think tomorrow you're going to wake up. This is coming. You're going to wake up. Yeah. You're going to have a bit of a headache. And you're yeah. going to you're gonna listen while you edit the show. And you're going to realize that it was actually pretty good. I have never had a hangover, my friend. Well, that sounds like a challenge that I'm willing to accept. Give me more liqueurs. <laughs> and we'll see. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so again, go ahead, follow us on various social media platforms. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr. As far as podcasts go, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, Fireside, 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 yes, FM. sir. That's the big hosting company, but that's not the only one. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, follow us. Go ahead and comment. Let us let us know what we need to change. Yeah. If we need to, if not, let us know that we're yeah. perfect. Still, have a great day. We're here for you. Contact with us. Listen to us. And forevermore, wubba-lubba-dub-dub. Wubba-lubba-dub-dub!